0: Now, for something completely different, here is your host, former New York City radio star, now relegated to third-tier podcasting, Brian Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people of all sexes, especially all of you still amazed and appalled at the recently ignored GOP debate, welcome once again to another in a series of unavoidably detained episodes of The Two and Only. A wild slide down the razor blade of life. Practiced by those who practice terminal digital ear insertion to prevent information overload. Former overmodulator for several unsuspecting legacy talk stations coast to coast, Brian Wilson, present and unchaperoned, your mangler of ceremonies for this pre-pre-pre-bird day celebration podcast. Joining me once again, nationally admired investigative journalist for the New York Post, winner of the annual Wild Turkey Best Beard Award, author of his soon-to-be-released 11th bestseller, Last rites, the death of American liberty, and with most of the blue pencil markings removed, wearing his beloved American Flyer chapeau, James Bovart.
1: James? Brian, thanks for having me on. I wasn't worried about that American Flyer. Thanks (laughs) for your kind words, and always fun to join you back on the air here. Well, we used the
0: Lionel hat the last time, so I figured we'll go with American Flyer and gradually work ourselves around until we get to the Bass Pro Shops or whatever else you've got in your collection. Here we are, another week older and deeper in the debt of anticipation of rights lost, last rights, the death of American liberty. So, what is the current unvarnished forecast of availability?
1: <laughs> well, the uh, latest forecast for last rights um, soon. That's the forecast. Soon, I'm uh, I'm using my elbows and uh, the best I can do and. It's nice to be back home after a uh, better part of a week in Texas. So uh, well that's that's a different story.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that next week. And I don't know why I keep wanting to. It's not like we had a debate over how you were going to name the book. But for some reason, my brain just defaults to rights lost
1: uh, as opposed to last rights. Well, it might be uh, the uh, years you spent at that Jesuit Academy.
0: That could be it. That could definitely be it but i thought we had a discussion that your editors weren't thrilled with
1: last rights yes well your memory's almost 100% perfect uh my uh, last rights was the original title from my 1994 book lost rights right but the uh, but the publisher balked at that and uh, near the last moment before publication changed the title to lost rights well i always liked the title last rights so what the hell let's uh, pull it out of the uh, dungeon and send it around the track for another lap.
0: Sure. Well, hell, it's your book. You ought to be able to name it whatever you damn well please.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, right. Well,
0: hope lives eternal. Well, that's true. I don't navigate the stratosphere of publishing that you do, so I
1: ah, stratosphere. Yeah, I'll um, I'll draw the curtain of mercy on
0: that one too. All right. So we're essentially what you're saying is we're still back to where we were last week, where where the answer is soon.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, soon it's probably sooner than it was last week. Well, yeah. I've, I've gone back and <laughs> forth a number of times, and um, yeah, so soon. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't leave that
0: because if we go into this much deeper, it's going to sound like uh, a, a Joe Biden press conference. Don't. Don't. Soon. Soon. So I'll just uh, go with that. But I did want to take a look, since we are resting uncomfortably on the horns of the dreaded dilemma of impatience to uh, spend a little time reviewing some of the prescient prognostications published previously and without alliteration in your earlier scribblings and get your comments accordingly. This is, um, this is from, the, uh, from the Overleaf, the inside the jacket of lost rights. From Justice Department officials seizing people's homes based on mere rumors to the IRS and its master plan to prohibit the nation's self-employed from working for themselves, To the perpetrators of the Waco siege, government officials across the land are tearing the Bill of Rights to pieces. And, with the Clinton administration calling for sweeping new governmental power over the nation's environment, health care, and workers, the plight of American liberty is guaranteed to worsen. Today's citizen is ever more likely to violate some unknown law or regulation and be placed at the mercy of an administrator or politician hungering for publicity. And unfortunately, the only way many government agencies can measure their public service, quote unquote, is by the number of citizens they harass, hinder, restrain or jail. On that note, uh, thinking back to 1994, I discovered an interview that um, Tucker Carlson did recently with one Douglas Mackey. Are you familiar with that
1: story? Uh, Is he the guy who's going to prison for... uh... For his humor about the election, yes, yes, it is. That's exactly right. Not that I should be surprised,
0: but the uh, I, I, I frankly I had not heard of him, and I came across this uh, this plug for for Tucker's uh, interview, and it turns out that Douglas Mackey back in 2016, 2015, somewhere around in there, he was on Twitter with a bunch of other guys, and he posted a meme that was uh, something to the effect of uh, vote for Hillary Clinton, she's just a phone call away, or something along that order. Two election cycles later, which is like I think in January of this year, right after, no, I'm sorry, it was right after Biden was inaugurated, he gets a knock on the door at 7 o'clock in the morning. There's 10 FBI and local law enforcement types standing there arresting him. They don't tell him why. They say they got a, a, a warrant, but they don't show it to him. They haul his butt down to jail, take off the cuffs, put him in leg irons, put him in front of the judge. And apparently, uh, his the charge was interfering with elections, and and other lesser crimes, and he is now faced with a, a sentence of ten years in federal prison for for that, for essentially for criticizing Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and that got me thinking about lost rights and uh, and last rights, and your forecast essentially that this type of thing was going to be happening. And I, I wanted to, uh, I'll take a minute here after you after we hear your comments, but uh, chapter 10, spiking speech, bankrupting newspapers and jamming broadcasts. We'll get to that in just a second. But so I, I suspect when you heard this story about Douglas Mackey, you weren't whiplashed by surprise.
1: Uh, it was uh, it's an ugly story. I'm glad Tucker Carlson has been putting it on uh, the radar screen for millions of Americans. Um, yeah it's it's strange what they choose to prosecute what they put all their investigative resources on i guess they've solved all the murders and robberies and other crimes violent crimes um but th- there are so many abuses that have been done by politicians and government officials that had vastly greater impact in uh skewing um uh, election day uh this is this is a strange business yeah I
0: was looking on um Back to your, your original Lost Rights of 1994, you cited a Supreme Court uh, declaration in uh, Stanley versus Georgia, as if anybody's you know, wildly familiar with that case. But you, you pointed out, uh, the, the, the Supreme Court pointed out, you quoted, if the First Amendment means anything, it means the state has no business telling a man sitting alone in his own house what books he may read or what films he can watch. Whatever may be the justification for other standards regulating obscenity, we do not think they reach the privacy of one's own home. Well, I don't think it's a leap of Olympic proportions to go from what somebody's doing in their own home on a public, uh, well, I'm sorry, in social media, uh, to, to be harpooning, parroting, uh, or any other sorts of parody as far as political leaders are concerned. But this was all at the behest of Hillary Clinton. She even was in a some sort of a, Interview confab at some college or organization, and she cited this guy specifically, this meme specifically, as the reason for him being hauled up in front of the judge and getting this well deserved 10 year sentence. One of the things I was curious about was when you're in the new book, and I know we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about it once it gets out, but as far as lost rights are concerned, do you, um, just as you've got here in chapter 10 of Lost rights, last rights. When you get to last rights, are you? is there a discussion
1: of the First Amendment free speech in the new book? Dude, there's a whole chapter on this. It's called The Mindless Ministry of Truth. And it's probably one of the funniest chapters in the book. And because there are so many great examples. One of my favorites is the Biden White House putting pressure on either Twitter or Facebook to uh, take down uh, someone had done. A, uh, a meme, a, a funny uh, photo, uh, parroting the uh, push for COVID vaccines, and it, it has this kind of beefy-looking guy sitting in front of his you know, television, and he's kind of pointing at the screen, and there's a message which comes on and asks, did you or any of your loved ones take the COVID vaccine uh, uh, 10 years ago? If so, you might be entitled to compensation. <laughs> And the uh, Biden White House went nuts on that and demanded that the social media take it down, which it was taken down, I believe. Uh, So but it was it was an example of how the feds felt entitled to be the national joke police um, and and do it in a way that's a lot more meddlesome than some of the FCC penalties that were thrown against um, Howard Stern or other uh, shock jocks.
0: Yes, my uh, my former competitor, the uh,
1: who you whipped, who you whipped in the ratings for a while, right? I did. Okay.
0: I did. 1998, 1999. Uh, that was uh, a uh, highlight in my alleged career. But I, you know, I um, I, I appreciate it, your uh, your sense of humor in in an ironic sort of way when you cite these things. But uh, you know, like this guy uh, uh, Mackey facing 10 years in the in the Huscal, uh, it doesn't exactly sound like a fun time. I'm looking back at uh, at Lost Rights uh, and the article about uh, the, the the paragraphs about Alice Sims. I remember that story very clearly. She was in uh, she was in Alexandria. She was a mom. It was I think it was in 1988. I was just uh, finishing up uh, my 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 own uh, sentence in Baltimore, and uh, she did this this photo shoot. Of uh of a daughter of a friend of hers uh, uh, uh who was nude and I think she was in a bathtub or a waiting pool or something like that and these were going to be used for, uh, for serious paintings of uh, children, um, springtime water lilies entitled Water Babies and so on and she got she got nailed for pornography for child porn and that happened more than once.
1: Yeah, it's uh to see how those laws were um, enforced to see the vagueness, and to see how they um, um, see how the prosecutors and some of the politicians kept changing the definition of um, prohibited conduct. If memory serves, there were there were cases where they were going after um, simulated uh, males or females under the age of 18. I mean, there are all kinds of uh, paradoxes uh, with these laws, for instance, the age of consent. In most states, I think is either 16 or 17. I'm not sure because I haven't had to know it specifically. Uh, but, uh, but the, but the cutoff for child porn is anybody one day younger than 18 years of age. So you have the definition of child porn is higher than the age of consent. So that would mean it'd be okay to, um, you know, uh, have biblical knowledge, but uh, not to take a Polaroid. So, you know, um, that's it's hard for me to understand the rationale of that. Well, are those
0: laws uh, that uh, that she got nailed for? And I was remembering another woman in Kansas City who did something similar, just took a bunch of pictures of her twin daughters out in the waiting pool, you know, uh, naked as the day they were born. She was going to share them with family and friends and so on, takes them to the drugstore, has them developed. And the next thing you know, she's busted for child pornography and it cost her a lot of money. And she she was actually in jail for some period of time. I wish I had the particulars right in front of me. Uh, but still, uh, the uh, my question is, uh, to the best of your knowledge, are the are the laws that prosecuted those women
1: and others are they still in effect? Yes. Or can you still get nailed for that? Uh, yeah, and it's become um, how do I phrase this? Um, it's become a broader issue because the the cases that you mentioned were people taking pictures and then taking the photos which they took to to be developed. Uh, And at this point, there's a large number of websites that have uh, photos that are classified as child pornography. And if folks go to those websites and they could get snared in federal investigations, the FBI has also operated child pornography sites as a way to entrap people. So, I mean, there's a lot of different uh, tripwires there nowadays yeah
0: yeah well, that what the guy Mackie said in his interview the fact that uh they they went the uh, f b i went all over the place trying to find somebody that had been had been affected by influenced by the meme and in fact didn't vote or uh was somehow intimidated into not voting, and they couldn't find anybody. They finally found somebody who was a member of his group on twitter uh who flipped, bribed whatever you want to call it, and said that they had an unspoken contract to conspire to undermine the election process but you know so there's all that kind of nonsense going on i don't think anything will stop that but the skullduggery the uh the illegality the immorality of the fbi it's corruption and so on i i don't know it's almost getting redundant to have any further conversation about that moving right along the other a uh, story that i saw that reminded me of uh of last rights uh, coming along was uh it was on zero hedge uh it was um it was by uh, Matt uh, Taibbi. The name of the article that uh, that Matt put out was "The Tragic Victimhood of Disinformation Experts," and he uh, he goes on about what distinguishes this new knowledge is that the founders of artificial information and homeland security experts, all who grew up in the NSA, uh, are now working as uh, security advisors for all sorts of institutions, uh, even any names, number of people and and who they work with. But the thing that reminded me of you and last rights coming out is talking about uh, lawsuits like Missouri versus Biden and the Twitter files shining light on this distinction and direction of these experts reinventing themselves as scholars or research fellows. And even altering their LinkedIn pages and all these different weird gaps or periods where they're listed as consultants to the military, FBI, and all the rest of this anti-disinformation business that was not necessarily uh, academic. But nevertheless, uh, they were um, they arrived on campus. That was another place of infestation where they were coming and training all our young and tender minds that managed to make it into the elevations of higher education and Learning for this nonsense—that is just that—it's nonsense. And again, coming back to last rites and the chapter. What is it? Give us the name of the chapter again. Mindless Ministry of Truth. <laughs> well, I think that airs it pretty well. Mindless Ministry of Truth. I'm—I uh, got to tell you—I'm really looking forward to uh, for this uh, for this book coming out. So, the Mindless Ministry of Truth. It's going to be in last rights and we're looking forward to that coming along next week. We'll get another, another update on where, when this thing might be happening. Are you assuming can we at least, can we at least say Jim that next week we might have something better than soon?
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, I was, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to use all my Appalachian charm to move this project faster. Well, I tell you what,
0: um, since the titanium battery powering our IV, our internet vehicle, has all but run out, uh, let me, uh, before we get stranded out here in cyberspace, make sure to uh, return next week for another allegedly exciting episode of The Two and Only, as well as, as Jim just mentioned, the uh, latest update on the arrival of Last Rites, a bouncing baby book that's somewhere between the printing press and Amazon availability. Uh, One way to do that, by the way, is to grab a still-free subscription to Brian Wilson at substack.com while uh, they still have such an affordable price. Just in time for the holidays, as a matter of fact. Members of today's studio audience will each receive an outdated gallon of the no-longer-available chubby hubby ice cream from the exploited Vermont cows of the liberal Ben & Jerry duopoly. For Jim Bovard and our engineer in absentia Joe Ted, Brian Wilson reminding you of the words of friend and philosopher Tom Sowell, who once said, if you've been voting for politicians who promise to give you goodies at someone else's expense, you have no right to complain when they take your money and give it to someone else, including themselves. Pull the plug,
1: Joe.